This is the American Truck Driver Podcast, Episode 3. Hey everybody, welcome to the American Truck Driver Podcast. This is Episode 3, coming to you live from the Petro in DuPont, Pennsylvania. This episode is going to be about uh, Owner Operator 101. I want to do a couple episodes here that will provide some information and some clarity basically be the things that I wish I would have known or things that would have helped me you know when I was beginning just to give me a broader understanding and better view of what I was getting into I'm sitting here in the truck right now so you you know compared to other episodes you may hear a little about more background noise because uh, it's about 92 degrees here and I have to keep the air conditioner running and I'm a little bit under the weather but I want to go ahead and get this out. I got an email uh, the other day from a guy named Tyler uh, that was asking uh, some of these questions. I have a post that I put up on the Facebook page. I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, I had prepared a document for a friend of mine who uh, lives up in Ohio. And uh, he told me that the company he's working for was getting ready to put uh, driver-facing cameras in the truck. And he said, the day they put that camera in my truck's the day I'm leaving. And I said, dude, buy a truck, come to Landstar. So he had, you know, questions. And so I just kind of prepared this document of how to lease a truck onto Landstar. I've got it up. I, I modified it a little bit. But basically, you know, it was for him, someone that was going to be buying an older truck. So in this episode, we're going to just talk about cost. I'm not going to talk about revenue. I'm not going to talk about profit. I'm only going to talk about the things that will cost you money as an owner-operator. Now, most of that seems to be pretty straightforward. Well, we have truck payments, and we have fuel, and we have maintenance, which is obviously all true. But there are also a few other things that are fairly standard from carrier to carrier, and I'm going to talk about this in the uh, aspect of owning a truck and leasing it onto a carrier. Uh, If you are to get your own authority, there's a a little more and different cost, but that's not my area of expertise. I I think I have a pretty firm grasp of it, but I'm not going to speak with any authority on it because I've never done it. So this episode will be about the costs that you will associate with leasing a truck, owning a truck, leasing it onto a carrier. So obviously, let's start with the truck payment. That's first. My recommendation will always be, uh, if possible, to drive a paid-for truck. Uh, I know a lot of us don't have that uh, uh, that option available to us, um, but if there's any way you can start with a paid-for truck, you are only, you know, in a better position. I leased my truck from the truck that I'm driving now from Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. I think it was uh, $3,000 down, uh, $1,275 a month for 32 months. That started in September of 2013 and will be paid off in May of 2016. In my estimation and view, I really don't care, you know, conventional financing versus leasing it from a, uh, someone. You, you got to get the best deal that you can get. Um, you know that Lone Mountain's leasing some really nice new trucks now. They've got some big payments on them, but if you get with the right carrier, 
you get uh, you, you you get some dedicated customer freight. You know, you can cover a twenty five hundred dollar truck payment if you manage the rest of your business well. And that's I think where a lot of guys and girls uh, run into problems. Um, you know, we we focus on the truck payment and the fuel, um, and then everything else kind of gets crazy. So let's let's talk about insurance for a second. There are three basic types of insurance for a, a truck leased onto a carrier. That is bobtail insurance, number one. Bobtail is bobtail. It covers the liability of your truck when you are not hooked to a trailer. When you're hooked to a trailer, you are under the carrier's liability insurance. When you're not hooked to a trailer, you're under your own liability. So it's, it's called bobtail, some call it auto liability, but it is to cover the liability if you're not hooked to a trailer, you're bobtailing to Walmart, or you're bobtailing around and you hit somebody, that liability insurance covers uh, someone else's property uh, in the event that you do damage while bobtailing. Physical damage is number two. That would be what you would consider your collision insurance likes on your car. It covers the physical damage to your truck. Um, if you tear up your truck, uh, or your truck burns or gets stolen or, or whatever, but whatever happens to your truck, that's what your physical damage is to cover. Now, the third one is uh, a lot of it depends on the state you live in, and that's occupational accident uh, insurance or workers' comp. Now, it depends on the state where you live uh, as really to how this goes down. Uh, I have been leased to two different carriers, Anderson Trucking Service out of Minnesota and now Landstar uh, out of Illinois and Florida. And I live in West Virginia. Uh, and I lived in Ohio during that time as well. There was no requirement for me in my state to carry workers' comp on myself. Now, the carriers required that I bought an occupational accident policy through them. I think uh, with... Anderson, it was like $155 a month, and I had, uh, I don't know, $300,000 coverage. Uh, the one I have with Landstar now costs about the same, but I think it's like $2 million. Um, but that is to cover you in the case uh, that you're injured on the job. Now, I know a lot of people think, well, I'll just use my medical insurance. Well, there's technicalities in there that medical insurance can refuse to cover an injury while you were on the job. I don't know that they do because I've never faced that, um, but they can. Um, now, I uh, had talked to a, a carrier down in Louisiana and uh, was going to lease on with them because they had some freight running past my house and ended up not being able to do it because of Louisiana's workers' comp law. Um, basically, in order to work for this carrier based out of Louisiana, even though I lived in West Virginia, I had to have workers' comp insurance, and the only way that I could buy it was to have a Louisiana address. And I eventually said, well, this is too much trouble, and they said it was too much trouble, and so we just decided to go different directions. Um, but that, that's basically going to depend on your state, where you live, 
uh, whether you can cover where you can carry occupational accident or you're going to have to buy into the workers compensation program in your state uh, let's move on to permits or your fed hut which is your federal heavy use tax is five hundred and fifty dollars it is paid annually on your truck and in order to pay your fed hut you have to have an EIN employer identification number from the IRS now you can get that online I'll put the link in the show notes it's not difficult when I went to get mine I had no idea that I needed it and you know if if you've uh, if you've listened to the rest of my story where I was stranded in Omaha for about three weeks uh, trying to get this truck uh, I ended up going to the IRS office in Omaha, and she says, oh, well, you need an EIN. And I'm like, okay, what's an EIN? And she says, well, you know, go over there and pick up that phone and call this number. And I sat there with that phone in my ear for an hour and a half for someone to pick up and talk to me for two minutes and give me an EIN so I could walk up to the counter and pay $550. So you can do that online, and it's a very, very simple process. You, you get that hooked up, and they give you a, a, a little number. Um, and then you can use a service like expresstrucktax.com or one of the other hundred uh, websites. Uh, it, but with, with them, the one I use, it's like 10 bucks. And you go online and you put in your numbers and you put in your VIN number. You put in your debit card number and they send you back the uh, schedule with your thing on it. They submit it to the IRS. They pull the money out of your bank account and you're done. The last day that you can file... The 2290 is August 31st. I filed mine on the 28th. Your base plate. Your base plate is your license plate on the front of your truck. Depending again on your state, where you're where you're leased uh, from, uh, where where your carrier is based. My carrier is based in Illinois, so I have an Illinois base plate. It is one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. They take that out of my check once a year at like $90 a week until it's paid off. Some carriers, as a part of the compensation package, will cover your base plate and all your permits for you. My carrier charges me $16.50 for the plate and $200 a year to cover all permits. Some carriers just give you that as a part of the package. But a base plate is fairly simple. It's a 48 state in uh, provinces of Canada, a portion plate. You, you do, if you own a truck, you have the option of getting in your home state. I was going to do that in West Virginia, where I live, until I realized they wanted to charge me 5% sales tax on a vehicle that I did not buy in their state. And 5% of $45,000 is a whole lot more than I'm willing to give them, so I just stayed with the Illinois plate because I'm leased to a carrier that's based in Illinois. Under general permits, Really, it's it's fairly simple these days because the carriers have all these blanket alcohol and um, hazmat, all these different, you know, they they basically have all the permits that they're going to need. The only ones that are really specific to the truck is the New York heavy use tax, where you have to have a sticker on your bumper uh, from the state of New York. I don't know how much it costs. Landstar just gives it to me. New Mexico, there is a, uh, there's a, some kind of permit you've got to get, but again, that, that may be covered by your carrier. And Oregon also has a weight permit that you have to have in your possession before you cross the scales. Your IFTA sticker, your International Fuel Tax Agreement, 
is part of your base plate and so the carrier will cover that as a part of getting the base plates to you but it has to be displayed on the truck from January 1st to January 1st and most carriers when you're going to be leased to a carrier I'm going to say 90% of them are going to do the IFTA filing for you I'll do another episode sometime on IFTA to try to kind of break it down and talk about how it works uh, both carriers that I have leased to so I'm not going to say all carriers because I don't know but I do know that both carriers I'm leased to require an escrow I think Anderson's was $750 Landstar's was $500 I think that's a law but I don't know but I just know that that I had to build up a certain amount of money into a fund that they hold in escrow for some reason that I don't understand then you will get into things that are depending on how the carrier is set up you know if you have a Qualcomm are they going to charge you rental or airtime for the Qualcomm pre-pass you know most of it's like two dollars and fifty cents a week or ten dollars a month easy pass sometimes you can get it through the carrier sometimes you get it on your own mine is through iPass from Illinois I found it to be the easiest one to acquire because all you have to do is go down 294 uh, walk into one of the uh, toll plazas with your debit card and your truck registration and they hand you an iPass and you stick it on your windshield and you take off scanning and document services which is basically how do you get your paperwork from you to the carrier some carriers will charge you a blanket fee of you know ten or fifteen dollars a month to cover all of that if it's trip pack or transflow you know Landstar it's a, a dollar per trip if you use direct scan it's two dollars per trip if you use the transflow app on your phone which I do because I'm all about convenience so I pay the two dollars a trip I only do one load a week so it really doesn't matter and then fuel fuel is obviously one of the biggest expenses if not the biggest expense we have in a month and and fuel is the hardest to control because there are so many variables there's weight there's weather there's temperature terrain you know do you idle do you have to idle can you not idle do you have an APU you know how how fast are you how slow are you willing to drive I stopped using cruise control probably 18 months ago I maybe use it 5% of the time now I idle as little as possible I'm idling right now because it's 90 degrees and I'm not going to sit here and suffocate but I do my best to limit my idling as much as possible where you buy your fuel you know some states like for example Pennsylvania they are required to sell biodiesel it's only 2% it doesn't make a huge difference but you know you have uh, Love's travel stores are uh, mainly biodiesel. Biodiesel is is has less energy to it, and you get you get less for your money with biodiesel. So you have to make that call. You know, are you, are you going to use the TA or the the Pilot or the Petro? Where are you going to buy it? Where's your best discount at? Um, I do 99% of my fueling at TA and Petro because the, with the cost plus discount. Uh, Pilot and Flying J and Loves can't touch it. Uh, I think our our discounts like twenty cents or something at the other places, and and there are times that I you know I can get almost a dollar a gallon off 
of the pump price uh, using the cost plus program and that's pretty much it as far as what you would go with you know variable and fixed expenses now maintenance is the other uh, big piece of the pie and you know then you've got to consider the age of your truck uh, you know my truck has uh, 825,000 miles on it I have put 220 of those on there myself I've put a you know set of tires on it I've put a clutch in it my maintenance cost right now is running about I believe 18 cents a mile for the lifetime of the truck which really isn't all that bad especially considering that you know close to four thousand dollars of that cost is tires that are fairly new uh, and will you know last me at least another maybe year and a half two years so as I go along that tire cost is going to you know reduce over time uh, so 15 to 20 cents a mile if you have an old truck if you have a newer truck your maintenance costs will be less and you have to consider downtime um, because the new trucks are just not as reliable as older trucks are but that's pretty much it so you know to recap you obviously have your truck payment or your truck lease you have insurance which will be bobtail physical damage and occupational accident let me put in there that my bobtail is $23 a week my physical damage is 172 a month and my my occupational accidents like $35 a week so you can use those numbers if you wanted to play around with uh, your own thing your fed hut federal high heavy use tax is uh, $550 a year your base plate is going to be probably around 1600 to 2000 depending on what state you are out of your basic permits New York hut IFTA New Mexico Oregon most carriers are going to charge you an escrow of probably $500 to $1,000. You're going to have fuel. Then you're going to have Qualcomm, PrePass, EasyPass, some type of scanning and document services. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. So, you know, this is, a, this is your basic overview of the costs associated with operating a truck and being an owner-operator. That may sound really simple. It may sound really complicated. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but please don't hesitate to send me an email and let me know if there's anything that I didn't cover or you don't understand. Uh, I'll be glad to clarify that in, you, in a quick email right back to you. So until next time, I'm Chris. I'm an American truck driver. Be safe.